Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Witted, and you are listening to the podcast show On Your Way to Work, the show that talks to you, the worker, on the workplace floor, not to your boss, not to the manager, but to you, the worker, on the workplace floor. And we talk about the things that you need to do and the path that you need to take to create and build and have an enduring long-term career. So you are in studio with just me today, if you haven't noticed by now, that deep, crooning, mellow voice uh, known as Christian Witted, a very important part of On Your Way to Work, uh, is not in studio with me today. Christian's got what I call calendar way down syndrome. He is overbook, overwork, uh, overoccupied, and very busy. Uh, and actually, he is working with our programmers for... Um, the career wit online assessment and doing a lot of systems testing around there. So when you are a small, small business like we are, you kind of do everything. You cook, you clean, you wash the dishes, you serve the food, etc. So Christian, wherever you are, shout out, you are missed in studio today. So today we are going to step back. You have heard a talk I gave to a group of business owners back in June of this past year, 2015. Uh, and I talked with them about why we desire a promotion. It was a real interesting conversation, a very engaging audience. And Christian, our producer, thought it was a good idea and good timing uh, about 45 days or so out from Outgrow Your Space being released to begin to share um, some parts of the book uh, through this talk. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. And I would tell you today before I analyze some of that conversation, I would say if you haven't listened to Why We Desire Promotions Part 1 and Part 2 uh, uh, in Season 2, then I'd, I'd pause here and go back and listen to those two downloads, MP3, however you're listening to them on Stitcher or iTunes or directly from rickwitted.com, I'd say go back, listen to those two episodes, and then pick up with me here uh, as I debrief that. So we got some questions over the last couple of weeks that I thought were really good questions as it relates to the show. And uh, so since we really try to keep this show to not more than 20 minutes, good luck on me getting through a bunch of those. So this question is from Max, and Max writes, Rick, very interesting insight. You give me something to think about, about my career in a way I hadn't before. Quick question. You mentioned three things about attitude, job, people around you, and company. Can you elaborate on that? So thanks, Max. In that particular talk, I'm really focusing in on 
what are the things inside of us that make us want a promotion? So I, I purposely did not go into those three things. Uh, and I'll tell you, chapters 5 through 13 of Outgrow Your Space goes into a ton of depth around those three um those three aspects of attitude in the workplace, but but I will touch on them. I'll I'll touch on them pretty quickly here. So, attitude um, toward the job you have, and if you listen to any episodes here back in season one, and e- even in season two, this is a very reoccurring theme that I talk about often. And I think the breakdown of our career focus and or the telltale signs that we might be getting off track, getting antsy, getting impatient, becoming frustrated, uh, about to make a career decision that's a bit more emotional than it is strategic and logical. A big sign that that's happening is the way you view your current job. Nobody says this out loud. Well, no, I'll change that. I've heard people who were uh, bemoaning to me about not getting uh, the quote unquote promotion that they thought they should have actually say things like, I'm better than that job. Or they will, you know, bemoan about being asked to do another job that's not a bigger job. It's the same job or maybe even a perceived less job. And I mean, they quite frankly just say, I'm better than that job, right? Oh, if they don't say it, everything in the dialogue that they're having or in the attitude and the way they discuss it uh, says that they're better than that job. And this is a clear sign for those going down an emotional path and not a logical path at work. We begin to view ourselves better than the current job we have. We begin to view the current job we have as a dead end. It doesn't matter that like two years ago, a year ago, three, whatever, when we first jumped in that job, we were so pumped. We thought it was awesome or we had this great strategic plan on doing this job is going to allow me to be able to learn this so that I can do this next. I mean, we were pumped when we took the job, but we completely forget that we owned taking that job, that we made the decision to take that job. And now the job that we wanted or we asked for and we got, now it's too little for us. And when that sinks in, I'm not saying 100%, even 10%. When that sinks into your attitude, when that sinks into the way you actually view the job you have, I am telling you, you are on your way to Emotionville. And you're going to think you're being strategic in the next career steps and decisions you make. But I am just telling you, beware, be very careful. You are sliding down a path to making emotional career decisions. And those often lead to hopping into another role within the company or hopping out of the company into another company altogether. So really, really be careful. Your attitude toward your job is the first indication of the the decisions you're about to make, whether they are short-term or long-term. And I am telling you, emotional decisions always equal short-term decisions. 
And I've said this a thousand times, even on the show here now, your career life, your career path, that's why they call it a path, your journey, your work life is a four decade plus proposition. You are going to start working somewhere between 18 and 21. You are going to end working somewhere between 62 and 66 on average. That's an average. So that's a four-decade proposition. And if you're making short-term career decisions, it is like investing your 401k in the stock market. It's a pattern. Your clock may be one year. Your clock may be two or three years. Your clock may be five years. But I encourage you right now, take this test. Pause, go out, look on LinkedIn, one of my favorite, favorite career tools of all time. I am going to tell you, if you don't have a LinkedIn, a profile, it is a electronic resume for the world to see. So go to LinkedIn, and I want you to look at two types of people. Look at people who have been in their career for 20 and 30 years or longer. Then go back and look at people who have been in their career less than 10 years, particularly five years or less, 10 years or less. Here is what you're going to see. Those that are on the shorter end, the normal for that population will be every one, two or three years, they're finding a different job. And hey, sometimes that may make sense. You know, I'm not, I'm not giving you any opinion about whether or not the reason made sense. There's, there's a whole lot of factors that will go into determining that. But I am here to tell you, without a doubt, if you are hopping every one to two to three to five years, then what, you're, what you need to come to grips with is one or two things. One, you make horrible short-term career decisions. And at some point, that's going to run out and you got to start making longer term career decisions or you're going to be one of these people who have this lattice work, this stair stepping approach to your career. And 20 years down the road, you really don't have any depth or root with any organization. You may not even have a 401k worth much or anything at all because you never stayed long enough to really get the depth and the seasoning that's, requ- that's required within a culture to advance and grow and outgrow your space uh, because you don't stay in one space long enough and one culture long enough. So you, you look at the people who are shorter termed and too often, and I see this because I look at resumes constantly, they are hopping all over the place. It's rare. It's rare to find someone who's been on their career journey a decade or less that have done that with one one company, maybe two companies, but very few of us, very few. The other end are those that have been on the journey for a while, 20, 30 years. And guess what? You're probably going to see some hopping earlier on. But for the bulk of it, when you find someone that's been at it 25, 30 years, 20 plus years, you'll see that they may have hopped, but there came a point where they, they, they caught root in a, in a culture, in an environment, in a workplace, and they begin to grow. And they've been there over a decade. And this matches the statistic from a study done by uh, our Harvard associate, and I talk about this uh, in the book, uh, who looked at the uh, Fortune 
100 companies and the top 10 exec in those companies. Uh, and, and guess what they found? Those people on average were with their employer for 17 years, right? And they were in each consecutive role they had to get to where they were now for at least five years. What's my point? There is no quick fix career solutions. There isn't. And I think that's what makes Outgrow Your Space um, very different. I think that's what makes On Your Way to Work this show very different. I am not trying to fool you. Yes, there are anomalies. Yes, there are people who appear to just fly through the roof. They come into a company and they and, and they fly. And listen, there are steps. There are behaviors. There are are attitudes that will cause you to move quickly, but it is not the norm. And even those that appear to be moving quickly now, I started my career with those that looks like they were leaving me in the dust. And when I fast forward 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, I've passed them in terms of accomplishments within a workplace. Why is that? Because career is long term. There is no such thing as a short-term career. That's called a job. And you're going to manage your work life to jobs or you're going to manage your work life to a career. Job, short-term, job hopping. What's you doing for me now? Why is this not job not doing what I need it to do now? It's been two years. It's been three years. It's been 18 months. It's been five years. I should be doing more. I got to get a new job now. That's managing your career short term. Managing your career long term, that's a career. That is, how can I develop, deepen, grow, and create a successive career long term? I would, I, would, I would say to you, look at someone who is hopping quite a bit and what you will tend to find out about that person is um, they don't have depth in the company's culture. Um, they are not, um, they probably don't have a deep enough or won't have within 10 to 15 years any kind of depth in a retirement plan like 401k where you can take advantage of matching, etc. Or the confidence and um, the skill set developed and learned if they're working for a smaller business that, you know, maybe doesn't offer 401k, et cetera, but um, does offer the ability to, to learn and develop and grow within an industry, et cetera. So you've got to manage your career long term. So that's a really, really long winded um, uh, answer, Max. But at the end of the day, the most important of those attitudes is your current job, how you view your current job. So the other two, and I just don't have time to get into them, Max, but your attitude toward the people around you and your attitude toward the company, those are very interesting. I can sum those up like this, right? Attitude toward your coworkers, very important. Do you make everybody on the team better? If you were gone, I know your function would be missed, but would your spirit, would your personality, would your character, are you a vibrant part of the team that if you weren't there, it would totally change the compound, the mix of that team, right? And also, what's your relationship with your boss? How do you engage them? It's kind of like your parents. Whether you like them or not, doesn't matter. They're still your parents, and they're still an important part of your existence, right, and your life story. 
any current boss you have is very, very important long-term to your career. And then um, I would say mentors. And I talk about this so much on the show. It's so important to find good mentors. And the bullet point to know here is you own it. The, The mentor doesn't own the relationship. You own developing and building that relationship. Mentors are busy. They're good. That's why we go to them because they know a lot and they have a full plate. I'd probably be a little nervous to have a mentor who's not doing anything. I mean, unless it's someone that's retired. And But for the most part, mentors are going to be folks around you um, and they're busy. And so they don't have time to take on another thing. So you have to own it. And when you own it well, at some point in that relationship, a true relationship develops and they start owning it. And they start pouring even more and more and more into you. But they're not going to pour into an empty cup. So you've got to own it. If not, you're just wasting their time and you're wasting your time. Last attitude is about the company. Uh, There is just this big thing built into early morning news, the evening news, and the late night news. It is just driven that can't trust big companies, corporations are evil. So listen, stop shaping your opinion based on sound bites from media who only make money when they can capture your attention quickly. All right, so think about that. I'm just going to pause for a moment there. Let that sink in. Got it? Good. So how do I know that what I'm saying actually has credence? Okay, real simple. Two-thirds of all net new jobs are not created by corporations. They're created by small businesses. And over half of all jobs out there are small business owners. Get it? So this myth that like corp- most jobs are corporate American, you can't trust, you are beginning to shape your career based on this soundbite that, that uh, it may make great conversation in progressive circles. I get it. But, you know, reality is small businesses account for most, the majority of new jobs created. And they're over half of all jobs. And you can imagine that if they are responsible for most newly created jobs, then the trend would say that as we progress, most of the jobs in the workplace are trending toward being started and established by small businesses. So you're going to run into a real big problem if you work for a small business and not a huge super conglomerate, you know, blue chip stock market company. You're going to run into a big problem because you've got this corporate America is evil mentality and you work for a company that they don't even have 100 employees. So what are you going to do? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, stop listening to the news, right? Big, big companies are not all or most of the jobs in this country. They're small businesses. And so if you have this attitude toward the company that's shaped by that soundbite, then you're going to be distrusting. I'm just going to give you the symptoms of that. You don't trust anybody. You think nobody in the workplace can be trusted. 
You don't think you can trust your boss. You struggle with engaging your boss. You, you will rarely give your boss the benefit of the doubt because you think when something doesn't go how you thought it should have went, that there's some evil intent or malintent for some reason behind it. You're very distrusting. It'll cause you not to engage in the workplace. It'll cause you to not be loyal to any workplace because the underwriting principle and that makes for very short term career decisions care less. If you're going to build a long term career and actually enjoy it and thrive in it, you have got to approach it long term. It is not a relic idea to think that you can build a career. I've been in the workplace 22 years. I've only had two employees, 22 years. And a lot of those years sucked. And a lot of those years, particularly early on, I wanted to quit. And I'd be lying to you that even in recent years, until I got on the journey of writing Outgrow Your Space, I still wanted to quit. And even after I wrote Outgrow Your Space and I knew the right things and I knew what was going on in my brain, every unction in me when something didn't go well wanted to quit. It is a reality that you are going to struggle with those things. And so as I talked about the four P's uh, in Why We Desire Promotion, part one and part two, over the last couple of weeks, I am really sharing with you, you've got to slow down and acknowledge what's going on inside of us and why career is emotional for us. And then you got to manage the heck out of that because those emotions feel real. They feel so natural. You, they feel so justified. You feel so righteous and you're being emotional. And I don't care if you don't like me saying that. I'm going to tell you. And if you think back to a many of the arguments that you've had with people you love like crazy, family, spouse, loved ones, best friends, and you look back on those a few years later, you realize you were emotional and you thought you were logical and you thought you were strategic and you thought you were justified and you thought you were right. And the only thing it did was damage the relationship. Well, that same principle and that same philosophy applies to the workplace. The workplace is nothing less than just relationships. I know it's a company, but you don't touch company walls. You touch people in a company. A company is represented by people. A hierarchy of people, yes, but people. It's about people. And so if you don't Get the attitude right. You cannot last in your career long term. So how can we help you with that? Well, I have designed a online assessment that should be coming out uh, by mid to late December. We are really pushing. I didn't realize how hard programming and testing and all of that stuff can be when you're developing a tool like this. But the CareerWit assessment, CareerWit.com. If you go there, there's just a splash page now. It's coming. You got to bear with me. That test is going to tell you how you define 
what a promotion is to you. Said another way, how do you define what career progression is to you? Said another way, when do you feel good on your inside about your career? And when do you feel like your career is progressing? This will tell you the values that those feelings that are good feelings um, are generated from. So what values drive you feeling successful? That's what the test will tell you. It will also show you if you are being motivated emotionally by different value drivers that are not really your core values. So careerwit.com is going to help you with that. The other resource that's going to help you with that is outgrow your space at work how to thrive in your career, how to build a successful career, how to have a long-term career. The book Outgrow Your Space is going to help you with that. You can order it now at amazon.com or christianbook.com or at barnesandnobles.com or anywhere where books are sold, you can pretty much order pre-order that today. So take a moment. It's a real easy read. It's barely 200 pages, and it's full of stories. There's a ton of statistics in there, but they're all weaved around stories. So I've I've, uh, heard people who have had advanced copies now already tell me I read through it in one sitting. Very helpful. You kept my attention. I promise it's going to keep your attention. So you've got careerwit.com, which is going to help you understand how you define career progression. You've got Outgrow Your Space at Work which is a great book coming out January 5th. And of course, you've got this podcast show on your way to work, uh, where I'm going to sit down and talk to you like a boss is talking about you at a table you don't get to sit at. And that is how we're going to help you. So I hope this week's been helpful. Again, if you heard this and you didn't hear the talk I did on why we desire promotions, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the prior two weeks episodes or any other episode on On Your Way to Work. We are approaching our 100th episode not too far in the distant future, so uh, we got something special coming for you. All right, until next week, Christian, I can't wait till you get back. We miss you. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye.